Welcome to episode 176 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, the New York Knicks experiment with no in-game entertainment in the first half of their game on national TV versus the Warriors. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? You know what? I I'm not even going to do a fact, man. It's, it's the fact that we're talking about the Knicks like turning off the inter in, in entertainment in the stadium is enough to just like, really? Really? I'm not even doing a fact. I'm not, I am skipping my fact because this is just like one more dumb as a New Yorker, as someone who wants to love the Knicks, who has however many jerseys from the 90s in my mom's closet back at home for 20 some odd years ago. Really? And there's my fact. I have tons of Knicks jerseys in my mom's closet all the way back at home. On Long and Island. when you go back to your mom's house, take a picture and send them to us at Bacon Sports because we love jerseys. Nice. <laughs> There's the nice plug. Plug. For <laughs> plug. Uh, my fact about me of the day, I just finished reading Tony Robbins' book, Unshakable, and I'm currently reading Jeff Perlman's book, The Bad Guys One, about the 1986 New York Mets. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, learning a lot about those. That was not a very nice team of people, to say the least. Well, yeah, I've met a lot of them. Um, without the five-second uh, five review, what, how was the Tony Robbins book? Good. It's, uh, I read it to increase my financial literacy. And knowing that Peter Drucker's in there and Tony Robbins, I'm someone who very much likes to learn from others. Uh, who can teach me things. And I know that understanding financial stuff is not my strength. So certainly, it wasn't the best book I've ever read. No, but it, I didn't go into it thinking it was because it's a very, tact, very tactical financial book. So if you want to understand in the long term how to essentially not be afraid when the market tanks, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to take all my money out of the market and Bad turn it move. into cash. When all of a sudden Warren Buffett's like, boom, let's take that truck and put it back into the market. And then he ends up winning when all of it bounces back within the next year later. So I, and that's very much a philosophy for life when everyone else is on one side. I like to be on the other. I like it. Speaking of winning or sorry, not winning, I guess we, have, we can talk about today's topic, uh, the Knicks. Yes. So. The Knicks pulled the plug on music, video, and in-game entertainment on their nationally televised uh. game against the Warriors. And the thing is, uh, Mrs. Bacon was gone this past weekend, so I had two TVs set up going. The Knicks-Warriors game was on one TV, and then I was watching hockey or college basketball on the other one. But because it was the Knicks-Warriors, I had that game on mute. I had no idea that there is actually no, no music or anything uh. being played in the game. So the Warriors used words like weird and bizarre to describe <laughs> the game. Steve Kerr said it felt like church. Draymond Green hated it, calling it pathetic. The Knicks on their scoreboard said they wanted fans to enjoy the game in its purest form. There was intros without music. So, Brian, you already seem a little heated up about this, so I'll let you take this bad boy right out of the gate. No, you know, I'll give, I'll give the Knicks credit. You know, because, look, when I think about sports, I think about silence 
and calmness and lack of music and, you know, really non-entertaining environments. Like, that's what I think of when I think of sports. So I think that they did a great job. What world is the Knicks living in? Like, seriously, one more thing to just like, I, we, like we should just start a like register on the show of like, oh, what other stupid move did the Knicks organization do this month? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm all for trying stuff, but what idiot like thought that this was a good idea and what idiots approved it and said, yeah, let's turn off the music and the exciting fun part while we play a basketball game because sports fans totally want silence because that's the purest form of sport. You know what the purest form of sport is? Yelling and screaming and telling each other their other team sucks and we're going to kick your ass and we're going to win defense, offense, blah, 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 rah, rah, rah. That's the purest form of sport. What? Dude. I really, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I'm going to wake up from a dream. Like, oh my God, thank God that wasn't the today's podcast. That would have been weird. <laughs> I like how fired up you're getting about this. So the, the Knicks, as you mentioned, it's just a series of mishaps on top of each other. Really, this is a horrible idea from a standpoint of Charles Oakley could yell something at James Dolan and everyone could hear it. Yeah, like, maybe they should have done that. It would at least have some entertainment. Number- the number of rowdy Knicks fans at the moment, you would think you would want the music as loud as possible to over so that you can't hear the booze. And the, the thing that is overlooked in this, and I got to give a shout out to Jalen and Jacoby for this. So it was an early game. I believe it was on at noon in New York is typically a late crowd. So this is a noon Sunday game. And when Steve Kerr said it felt like church, the crowd just wasn't there and the crowd wasn't in it yet. and that is not sports entertainment. Put it this way. When was the last time Vince McMahon said, you know what, guys, during this WrestleMania, we want this to be in the purest form. We want no cheering or anything. Rob, the next time you're in New York, let's go to, if it's still basketball season, let's go to a Knicks game. Let's make signs. We'll sit all the way up front. We'll hold our signs up, and they're just going to say, shh. Come on. This is the fact that we're debating this. Like, what what more negative PR can they get? I mean, and I'm all for PR in general. Like, that negative is not bad. But when you're doing really dumb stuff that's totally controllable, I just don't get it. Like, how can we make our fans... Everyone's trying to figure out how to make our fans more engaged. And the Knicks literally go 180 degrees and, like, let's, like, disengage our fans, make them really awkward during our game, uh, and not have fun. Like, wh- what? What? So... What? Here's where I'm. Here's where I'm going with this. What could this be? Uh, a way to reflect on what you can do to increase fan engagement from a standpoint of we know fans can choreograph the wave. We know that teams can create a whiteout or insert whatever team color you are. If you want everyone to wear red, everyone can wear red. So uh, can wait, we- wait. Everyone had to wear black to this because it was like a funeral. <laughs> Can we create choreographed disruption? And I know this relies on the fans having a very high intelligence. But if the Knicks really wanted to go next level on this, what they would have done is had the fans say nothing. And I mean dead silence. Like what could you do to create a home court advantage that is unlike anything? So the Knicks are like, all right, chances are we're not going to beat the Warriors. In order to try and add it, a different element to see how the Warriors may respond to it. We're going to make sure that our fans say absolutely nothing. And maybe that's, if you want to do this on a micro level, 
when your team for the NFL, say your team is in the red zone in the final minute or something, you always see the quarterback waving his hands down, being like, quiet. And of course, the fans don't listen. Me being a complete diehard fan, I'm like, shut up. If he doesn't want me to talk, we should all not talk. So can we take that standpoint where if Spurs fans or Steelers fans, when they say don't talk, we're all like, boom, let's not talk because it's going to increase our percentage of winning in this. Yeah, but but that is fan engagement. I mean, you think about it like every time, whatever, uh, you know, the opposing team um, goes for, for a foul shot, the crowd is like, ah, they're trying to distract them. Like, that's just a natural part of sports. And so, like, you could make it a cool thing. We're like, all right, we're going to be really quiet while they're, you know, for our own team during this. And then as soon as the other team gets the ball, we're going to yell at them or vice versa, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's an actual engagement where you're, like, doing something for a purpose and intention. But this is like, please pay attention to our team because we can't figure out how to get our organization organized in a uh, appropriate manner. And uh, we know we've been disorderly lately, so everyone shut up. Like, that's what, they fa- that's what this feels like. I just want new disruption. So in college basketball, I believe it's Arizona State and maybe a bunch of other places, they have the curtain right behind the opposing team's free throw or their opposing team's basket. So right before the guy's going to shoot their free throw, they pull the curtain out and there's a guy in a banana suit dancing. <laughs> and then they do it the next time and there's a guy in a gorilla suit on a tricycle <laughs> with, a, with a hula hoop. And you're like, what in the world is going there? So what things can teams do to add more choreographed disruption because every team has relatively give or take the same stuff i want to see next level creativity on coordinated fan disruption yeah look i mean i I think that's a cool idea i love the whole curtain thing maybe the knicks can implement it as well so the next game that they do they'll like you know the other team will go for the foul shot they'll open the black curtain and there'll just be another black curtain behind it i think that's just like right on par for them so they can they're welcome to use that i think it's brilliant but getting back to seriousness i can't even take this conversation serious obviously but I do agree on the flip side of it for the brands that actually like get it or the teams that like want to do something cool. Yeah. Like have fun. You can do stuff like that where it's intermittent and the fans feel like they're a part of the game. That's it. Fans want to feel like they're a part of the game and that kind of stuff. Like they're helping, you know, um, they're, they're a part of the team. They're a part of the win. So if you could do stuff that is fun or engaging or have the fans say something or do something or yell something or stand up or sit down or be quiet for this moment in time, that stuff's cool. But it's just like the prolonged, like, we want to do this for the purity of the sport. Seriously, when was the last basketball game? Like, what was it, like, 1980 and you'd go to basketball and everyone was quiet while the basketball game happened, like a tennis match? It's the purity of the sport. Purity of the sport is probably been chaos and yelling and excitement and raw. That is the purity of the sport. So for the teams that care, yeah, find a way to get the fans involved and engaged. And you can have total fun with it, um, even socially or something, on you know, while, while they're at the game. So... I, I think I think it's a great thing. Well, the Knicks are trying to get the fans to just sit in their seat and pay attention. I think the other team should go the other way and try to get the fans out of their seat and rah 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 and try to get engaged on every possible level because that's what people want and that's the that's the fun part, the atmosphere of being at a game. If I were the Knicks, I would put a movie on the jumbotron, divert the attention of the fans to something else, so they don't have to watch a play on the oh, court. Oh no! Ouch. <laughs> Ouch! I'm a New Yorker. Remember that. Low, but... low. <laughs> Anyways, Brian, time for the takeaway, and I'll let you do this. Oh, the takeaway. Well, um, your takeaway. <laughs> my takeaway. I think I'm given a lot of takeaways. Um, just think about what the fans really want. 
whether we're talking about sports or we're talking about the fans of your brand, if you have a product, it doesn't matter. Think about what they really care about. Like, what gets them excited? Like, why are they coming there? Why are they going to your store? Why are they going to the game? Like, what do they like about it? And amplify those cool moments. Don't try to turn it down. That's just a bad move. Like, amplify the good moments. Um, ignore the negative moments. It's kind of like, you know, you're teaching a dog. You want to ignore when they're, you know, being nippy when they're a puppy. And when they do something really good, you want to reward them and give them a lot. It's the same thing. It's simple psychology. It's like what, you know, let's reward and amplify the excitement, the fun moments, the cool stuff, the reason that fans go there. Um, like, you know, we talked to the Vikings before and they have, you know, their whole like insider little code and words and stuff, which is really cool. Um, people want that. They don't want silence. So I just thought of this, a team that could have done this successfully would have been the Indiana Pacers when they wear their throwback Hickory jerseys. So what the Knicks failed to do here, Brian, that we always talk about is complete engagement. All they said is we're going to make it all quiet there, but nothing else behind it. The Pacers could do something like we're going to wear our throwback Hickory jerseys to shout out to Hoosiers. We want everyone to go in their throwback attire and then change the food, the atmosphere, making it an entire day surrounding the history and lineage of basketball on how we love James Naismith and everything that he did there. So now you can tell a story. Give me that story on social media. So now they have different touch points where they can say, well, we're doing this because here's the history and we're educating younger fans. And maybe I wouldn't do this for an entire half on national television against the Golden State Warriors, one of the top draws in the NBA. Uh, baby steps with this, but I do think this could have been executed correctly by the right team had they put some thought process into it. Yeah. So, for, so for me, takeaway: just think about the entire experience. The Knicks clearly didn't think about what the fans would want or put enough into this where it would have been really cool had they got some backing from the Golden State Warriors and their players, where they make it an entire throwback day. Instead, it was just about the Knicks trying to create some buzz and PR. And to me, that is a major fail. And my last little takeaway for the Knicks specifically is, you know, April 5th, it looks like I'm looking at their calendar. John Mayer is playing at MSG. So what I think they should do is they should just move that up to the next Knicks game. They should have John Mayer come, put on the sandals, play acoustic guitar, and have the audiences sit there and, you know, like, he'll, he'll just do it on the, in, in half court and they'll play around him. But they'll say, Shh, like, don't don't bounce the basketball so loudly so we could hear his acoustic guitar. I think that'll just be a really fantastic, like cherry on the top of this amazing, brilliant uh, organization that is coming up with so many great ideas. Oh my God. Like I just, I can't stop Rob. You got to stop me. We need to end this episode. We're going long. You got to stop me. You you just can't get enough. Your body is a wonderland by John Mayer. (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) All right, guys, time for today's action item. And this is simple. We want to know what you think about the Knicks experiment with no in-game music video or entertainment in the first half did you like it did you not if so let us know either way hit us up on social media and if you liked it i'm really sorry for you